This episode of the Meat and Cheese Podcast is brought to you by Photography by Feltus. Head over to Photography by Feltus for any professional photography needs, such as business photos, sports team photos, and family photos, where you'll definitely be taken care of by the best in the business. Yeah, and then when the fall rolls around, school photos as well. And yes, senior photos. Senior photos too, you got to get those in. Week 18 is done. The regular season is over. Uh, 19th episode, we went through an entire regular season of NFL, National Football League football. Um, yeah, uh, well, meeting those games on Sunday. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Um, the Bears, do you have anything to say about the Bears losing to Minnesota? No, it was meaningless, horrible. Uh, who cares? Um, but wait, I, I don't think the Packers game was meaningless. I think that actually, there's a lot of meaning, I think. Well, the it, result was meaningless, but. Yes, um, but a lot of guys coming back. I think you have, you had a, I, I think what will prove to be a really tough foreshadowing into your future at quarterback, but we don't have to talk about that this week. Um, we, yeah. we can touch on it. Um, so. <laughs> Well, first, uh, the Bears uh, flew to Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, lost to the Vikings 31-17 to without Justin Fields. Um, And then there was some interesting stuff that happened on Monday, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, The Bears – or the Packers flew to Michigan. We should – wait, did we – I don't know if you said it already, but just to preview the schedule for what we're going to talk about. Did you already do that? No, I didn't. Yeah, just we're going to talk about games real quick and then – a lot of this week will be just kind of about the Bears coaching search. Um, and then because Packers don't play this week. Uh, so at the end, we'll talk about just the games this weekend. Um, and then next week's kind of when we'll preview more of the Packers playoff game because we don't even know who they're going to be playing yet. Correct. Um, so Packers went to Detroit, lost 37 to 30. Um, and like we said last week, the starters played for the first half. Um, so Rogers, I, I, minus Aaron Jones, they gave Aaron Jones a week off, which I think you said was what you would have done, which I didn't think about before, but I agreed. And apparently the, the Packers did too. So they gave him the week off, uh, which is huge. So hopefully he'll be fully healthy for divisional round. Um, so the main thing for this game was, um, the Packers got their starting center and their infamous starting left tackle, David Bakhtiari, back for this game. Um, it was kind of rumored like Wednesday, Thursday last week that uh, he might play. And then he was a full go uh, once he tweeted out Sunday morning uh, that he's back. B-A-K-H for his last name, which is really, really clever. Um, so cute. he played, he, David Bakhtiari played 27 snaps. Um, and he actually pulled himself out he, in the post game. He said he was like gassed. Like it wasn't, he so when he pulled himself out, he was talking with the uh, doctors and that was kind of alarming. Uh, but like a minute later, he's got his helmet in his hand, just like laughing, not talking to yeah. the doctors. So I think they, I think they were like, yo, you good. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gassed. Um, yeah. I imagine that's a thing too, where like when you're tired, you're more likely to, maybe get injured i don't know it yeah, seems like and, that would make sense um i'm sure i'm not saying like no one's ever said this before in the history of football but um i feel like that was that was kind of refreshing to hear 
Bakhtiari after the game, he's like, yeah, I was just like exhausted. Like I, I was like, I'm, I'm not, I can't compete for the rest of the game. Like he was like, I, I felt good in what I did. Um, and he looked good too. Like he, he, it was very noticeable. And even Rogers in today's press conference was asked about this. So like a lot of what I've said this year, they, the offense looks good when they go to a quick passing game. And that's like kind of a thing with Matt LaFleur, quick passing game. Um, and towards the end of McCarthy's years, uh, it was just like a lot of Rogers trying to play hero ball, like extending plays. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple plays and, and this is a, in a good thing or in a good way. There are multiple times in the first half where Rogers was able to extend plays. And it, I mean, it's, I, this is a big deal because back is like arguably the best left tackle in the league. And he's replacing a, they're on their third string left tackle and Yash Neidman, their third string, like he played well, but at the end of the day, he's a third string left tackle for a reason. And there were many more plays where Rogers was extending, like getting out of pocket cleanly and making throws downfield, which is awesome. And I I feel like if you're going to spice that in here and there, that's definitely uh, an advantage for, it makes you a little more, more multi-dimensional. Um, so yeah, they lost the game. Uh, they look in the first half. They had two or four drives. They scored on two of them. Um, Devontae had a touchdown. I mean, Rogers just fourteen of eighteen, one thirty-eight for two touchdowns. He just looked really like kind of solidified his MVP case. Um, and then second half, uh, my boy J Lo came in and he didn't look good. <laughs> um, but that's uh, we'll get to that uh, probably next year when we have a studio. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it in the studio. And I loved how the Fox was just <laughs> loving on the St. Brown bowl. They were showing his parents. Um, Cause our, probably our second favorite player on the podcast, Equinemius St. Brown, uh, his brother, Amonra, Amonra St. Brown is a rookie. Wait, you're saying, you're saying mutually, like that's my favorite as well. My second favorite as a podcast. Yeah. I mean, what do I get a choice? No, uh, you don't. In the top. Um, oh, so they were showing his parents, and his parents had like this like awesome multi-team jersey. Um, yeah, and it wasn't the typical like half and half. It was like crazy burps, crazy burps into yeah. the mic. Yeah, next year we'll have a button. We'll have a cough button. There's no, there's no mute on this app. Like, yeah, I, yeah, they're, the they're most. Yeah, this app. Me. And listen, they're not a sponsor, so I feel like I can say this, but this app stinks, kind of. It's not great. Yeah, but uh, the jersey wasn't the typical, like the AJ Hawk, uh, what was it? AJ Hawk, Brady Quinn, right? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that the AJ but, Hawk's wife? Is, that? Isn't it, what's it? What's it? What's their connection or Brady Quinn's no, wife? Brady Quinn's sister, AJ Hawk's wife. I, I think it's, it's, it's that or AJ Hawk's sister is Brady Quinn's wife. Anyways. Uh, yeah, or like the Brett Favre, Minnesota, half Minnesota, half Green Bay. Um, yeah, um, and thankfully, so those guys came back. Uh, there were really no other injuries, which was the main uh, wish in this game. I Like, obviously, the loss, obviously, you want to win going to the playoffs, but the loss means nothing for standings, um, and mainly would take a loss if they came out with no injuries. The only semi-injury to monitor is Marquez Valdez-Scaling left the game with a back injury, which is kind of alarming. Yeah, um, but his but he, his role is really 
I don't know if it's been limited or just has become less important with Lazard is really coming on. Yeah. He's, he, he's fully arrived. He is the second. He's tied for the second most touchdowns over like the last five or six games. Lazard. He's a monster. Um, uh, so he had two touchdowns in this game also. Um, so we'll see. <clears throat> my, my guess is he won't practice this week just because it's a bye. Um, and yeah, that's the game. So it was awesome to see Bakhtiari. Wait, real quick. Back. back to the St. Brown Bowl. Amonra St. Brown's a beast. He's really good. Eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. And that's uh, what he, he makes Jared Goff look semi competent. Yeah, it's like three straight games where he's been he, pretty good. He turned it up through the end. Uh, so yeah, um, so no game for the Baggers on Sunday because they are the number one seed and have home field and have a bye. Uh, so the Bears Monday this past Monday. Yeah, take it from there. They uh they they did what we all hoped. Um, they fired Nagy and Ryan Pace, and so that while both of those seem pretty obvious, like obvious moves, there were rumors late last week, uh, and pretty credible sources were saying that the Bears were considering promoting Ryan Pace um into like a president of football operations type role, um. So yeah, that was a huge relief that they <laughs> they did just let him go because that I was just like, what are we thinking here? Um, but yeah, so now it's the the search is on, kind of. Um, the I think something we got to talk about was the before we get into the different coaching options and the guys being talked about. The McCaskey press conference was unbelievable. Um, just a human that isn't good at communicating with other humans in a press conference setting. Yeah. Um, so I, I, when I Googled George McCaskey before we started, um, <laughs> every article was like most embarrassing. Like I'm looking at one that's most embarrassing moments from bears chairman, George McCaskey's press conference. And it's literally like seven paragraph or seven bullet points of like this. Huh. And then a video like this It's like, how do you, how do you, like, hey. how do you how do you just not read the room or just like kind of get understand what's really going on? It, or I guess yeah. the only way you do is if it's a family business and you feel like, well, I'm I'm pretty safe here. Well, right, and that's exactly kind of what he said. I, I, he was asked. We were talking about this before we started, but I thought one of the better questions they kept drilling him with too was like, "Hey, uh, you know, you keep talking about this being." Um, a results business like wins losses they're not like your record hasn't been great and you're at the top here like what responsibility do you have in this and he basically just said like well ownership's decided that i'm good enough to keep my job and like ownership's his mom <laughs> so th- that is exactly what you're saying it's just like wild to hear it be yeah. i don't just like so obviously admitted and, and he does he strikes me as someone who he's never like had to interact with people the way that we have uh, that normal people have to, he's always been the son of, you know, the bears owners, the grandson of George Hallis, like just very weird. Um, did he, did he really say in quotes, I'm just a fan, not a football evaluator. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he's, he said, um, he doesn't know football. And he's the guy that's picking the GM and the GM will report directly <sighs> to him. Well, so- I'm sorry, man. I like before you like, th- like not to, 
and there are multiple situations where I like I didn't want to come down on like ripping and seem condescending as a Packers fan. Oh, yeah, but like this is like yeah, it's wild. Like how do you I how do you how does one like continue to support like I mean I well, guess the Chicago Bears, but like dude, like this is like if this was I'm sure if this was like the Packers situation, like I I I you know I wouldn't like not be a fan, but like I just couldn't imagine this is the team I love, you know, like that's, like, yeah. that's cool. Well, and I, I think this is why there's weeks in the middle of the season where it's like hard to like pay it's, it's hard just, to watch. Yeah. Like it's, it takes time. It's, it takes time out of your day on a Sunday to like enjoy three hours of football. Like I love, I mean, the Packers are like winning. So like, I love watching the Packers. Like I, it's so much well, fun. I feel like always been winning too. Your whole in my, life. In my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the the answer to why why I still care is easy. Um, just being a Cubs fan my whole life, and yeah, I didn't right, I didn't even yeah. have to go through it the way other people did of just like seeing them be horrible for so long and seeing so many different things fail, and then when they finally win it, it's like the sickest yeah. thing ever. It makes it, like it there makes is it that much more enjoyable. Nothing cooler than that, and also and that is the way it. Like when the Bears are kind of good, Chicago is a different city. Like 2018, 2018, that is, that was different. Like you, like, yeah. I mean, they were talking about it on the radio today. It's like, people are like, why would you take, why would any coach want this job? Like it's, you know, obviously like the owners, ownership situations, a disaster. Um, But the reason is like, if you win in Chicago, you are a legend. Like it is, it's different to win. It's clearly not easy to win <laughs> yeah and that's self-inflicted and yeah and so that that's another thing so uh more self-inflicted they're they're saying that they're they would prefer to hire a gm first um but if the right coach comes to them they'll they'll hire the coach first which just is never something that works um so i don't know why they think the that's a good idea but that is yeah, so that's I mean whatever that's a ridiculous thing that's happening, um, but yeah, Olin Cruz a liar. Yeah, so Olin Cruz said that, and Olin Cruz wants a job with the Bears. He wants to do something with the team, and basically, he was given an offer to be like some sort of like scout, I believe, and it it was for minimum wage, like fifteen dollars an hour. He's obviously insulted. He's a brilliant guy. If you ever hear him break down like the Bears post game. Uh, clearly knows what he's talking about, and um, yeah, it was just it was pretty point blank. Just he was just like, well, that's what you get with Olin. You you get yeah. you know not the whole truth, and it's just like, dude, what the hell? Like, don't say that. Don't. And then Olin tweeted out too, and Olin's been everywhere. He's been on uh, a million different podcasts. Just like, yeah, yeah. just just crazy. Um, so. Okay, ignoring him, um, they've requested. So it's still because a lot of the people that they're requesting are um, coaches for a playoff team. So it's kind of like you have to request permission. I think yeah. I don't actually. I don't know if you have to request permission for everyone. You might even if they're a coach. You probably do. If even if they're not in the playoffs, like for a coach, for, active coach for another team. Um, I have a list of. I'm looking at a list of the Bears head coaches that they've, as of right now, that they've requested an interview. Um, yeah, it's a list. Go ahead. So this is according to CBSSports.com. Um, 
so far as of Wednesday night, the Bears have requested to interview Bills D coordinator Leslie Frazier, uh, Eagle former Eagles head coach Dougie P, Doug Peterson, um, who I I would think would be pretty cool. Uh, Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dabol, Dable, uh, he was a hot uh, candidate yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like the guy who's leading the Bills offense. Uh, both offensive and defensive coordinators for the Bucks, Todd Bowles defense, and then Byron Leftwich on offense. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, Eberflus, um, and then Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who's a legend and probably will take a. He's been interviewed by or will be interviewed by a lot of teams. Uh, Cow- Cowboys D coordinator Dan Quinn, and then the head coach, former head coach for the Dolphins, who they just fired, Brian Flores. Yeah. Um. Out of those, who do you want? Long list. Um, so the guys that I'm intrigued by are Byron Leftwich, just uh, mm-hmm. clearly knows the quarterback position. Um, I, I, he obviously it's like a situation where it's like how much of their success can you attribute to him? I don't know. Uh, being that he's, you know, his only coaching experience has been with Tom Brady, right? Well, did he get there the year before Brady? He, he might have. So I, might have yeah, I don't before. think. Yeah, he's been coaching maybe one or two years before Tom Brady. Um, but but yeah, I mean, either way, his significant success with him. So that's that's an intriguing option. Um, uh, I guess I like Doug Peterson. That sounds good. We talked to our buddy uh, Will, who at some point will be our our Eagles correspondent. Um, but he he's got nothing but good things to say about Doug Peterson. So that's the only thing with that. I don't like is he's very good friends with Nagy, um, which isn't a good thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, who knows? And also I think that makes it less likely that he would take the job probably, but um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a dog eat dog world, man. If they offer him the job and he wants it, he's going to take it. Did you say Jim Harbaugh on that list or no? No, they have not requested an interview, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Well, I don't. I mean, they don't have to. They don't have to request him through like the NFL. So I wonder if that's why he's not on that list. Because they're so I mean, um, sure. So apparently, this is news from today. Uh, he was meeting with a receiver, a recruit for Michigan, and they the dad asked him like, "Hey, you know, like just be honest with me. There's a lot of talk. Like, is there a chance if we come to Michigan, like you won't be there?" And he was like, I just have to be honest. Like, I am entertaining like NFL jobs. That's that's what this kid's dad said. Um, yeah. He said it, and he didn't like expose him. He was saying it in the sense like, I appreciate his honesty. So, I think that's a real possibility. I would really, really like Harbaugh. If we got Harbaugh, the dream for me would be Harbaugh and then Vic Fangio back as D coordinator. Why Harbaugh? Why would I like him? Yeah. Uh, I mean. Like when he got to Michigan, they were a five-win team, and I think he's won ten games like four years in a row. Like everyone shits on him because they keep losing to Ohio State until this year, but like he's a good coach, man. I mean, look at what he, what he did with Sam Fran, and then like Kaepernick's. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to talk about there, but when when Harbaugh left, Kaepernick didn't. Yeah, I guess the Kaepernick thing feels like no matter what, how we talk about it, it's yeah. going to be political, but like. 
he got no, the most out no, of that no. team. He got the most out of that team. I mean, you think about the guys that he had playing at a high level, like Eldon Smith. That's not an easy guy to coach. Like, uh, you know what? I, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm not, I, I didn't ask that as in like you're wrong. I, yeah. Um, no, I, I, yeah. And I think, um, I think he's just crazy enough and also crazy, like focused enough on just football that like some of the BS within the organization wouldn't hit him as hard, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? Not focused like these other guys aren't focused, but focused in the sense of like he physically cannot think about anything else. Yeah. Um, um, I, I feel like the Bears are in a position where – and not – Jim Arbaugh could definitely – I'm sure he – it would be an upgrade. Like I, I, I think it would for sure be an upgrade. Yeah, so um, you or I taking over. Well, yeah. Um. In my opinion, it's it, – well, okay, which is not a revelation. It's just got to be a guy that's going to put Justin Fields into, like, top-tier quarterback level. Um, yeah. Because he's got the talent. Um, and if I was picking the coach, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to say because they just had an offensive guy. But I feel well, like you got to go – which they kind of are. I mean, uh, there's one, two, three – four D coordinators out of who I just said, and the rest are offensive. Actually, Flores was more defense. Um, so they're definitely kind of having a mixed bag here. Um, but they're all, like, good candidates. Like, like I, I don't – all of these guys would be an upgrade. But then again, that's not really saying much over Matt Nagy. So I, the, Bear, the Bears also traditionally what they'll go defensive coach, offensive coach, defense. Bobby Smith, defensive coach, to Mark Tressman, supposed to be an offensive wizard. He obviously wasn't. Then they went to John Fox, who was going to be run run the ball in defense. Obviously wasn't, yeah. whatever. Then they went to offensive guru, Matt Nagy. Clearly wasn't. So it, it would make sense yeah. if they went to Harbaugh here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I heard Flores, there's a lot of talk about, like, the culture he created in Miami was not good, and that's, like, everyone hated him, and that's why they got it. Apparently he tried to go to the owners behind the GM's back to, like, get the GM fired. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, yeah, there's there's some also, greasy stuff coming out about but, it. But but that yeah. also could be just like I mean Miami's just aftermath. Have, yeah, they haven't been good in forever. So who's to say who's wrong there? Right. It, you know, like maybe yeah. he wasn't the right. Um, but so that's interesting. And then um, yeah, it seems like Doug Peterson seems to make the most sense. Uh, I'd agree. I if if out of those guys, I'd go. I would. I think Doug Peterson stands out. I just think. It doesn't. It probably wouldn't make the most sense for Doug Peterson. So if he gets another offer, I feel like he would take that first. I mean, like him and Nagy are close friends. I don't think, like, I don't think Nagy's going to be like, "Oh yeah, it's a great city. Come, you go move there." Yeah, but He's, again, if he, if if Doug Peterson wants it, wants a job, which I'm sure he does, and they offer it to him, I don't think anything. I don't th- it. I don't think that's going to get in the way. I don't think that's – I don't know. It's it's an NFL head coaching job. No, that's what I said. Like, if, he, it, if he gets another offer first, I think I could see that – him taking that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Who knows, though? Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, <laughs> I, I'm assuming I would think a week from now they've got to – not have to, but they might have their guy – 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's such, than... a, such a big list. It seems like they would have to interview uh, a lot of guys. But, the yeah, the thing that it, it's so tough is it's like you have such a young, unproven roster. It would really – and no draft picks coming up. It would really suck if they came in with a guy who, like, didn't see talent in – not necessarily fields because I think they'll for sure pick someone who – but, like, I mean, the offensive line is, like, young and a lot of people think like james daniel's talented a lot of people think cody whitehair's talented a lot of people think the the rookie uh jenkins is talented so it's like if you have a guy that just has a totally different view on like some of those it's like dang like we really might be starting all the way over again which would just that would suck really bad yeah um but i mean it's you (laughs) gotta start somewhere i mean it's a new head coach new gm so I, I think that in itself is starting over to a certain extent. Well, right, but, like, you can't do that when you have four draft picks in the next draft. Like, we don't have picks. We yeah. have uh, – yeah, so it'll be interesting. I would love to hear if a guy came and was like, I'm excited with what we have in Komet. Like, I think I could turn him into something. I think we could figure out this offensive line. You know, like, it's just yeah. – um, and then another thing – so I was just looking at their their salary cap rundown between Eddie Jackson, uh, Khalil Mack, and Robert Quinn. That makes up thirty one percent of their cap space. <laughs> Those three dudes. That's wild. And we have Nick Foles for another year. Yeah. And I, I got to yeah. figure out how the cap space works because I I don't know what's guaranteed. You know what I mean? Those are the NFL cap space is the most confusing thing ever. Yeah, there's this guy I follow on Twitter. He's like a Packers cap person. He puts out all these like Excel sheets, like kind of whenever there's a change or, I mean, it's more like during the off season, but it's, I mean, yeah, there's way intricate, like, cause it could seem like a team's like, oh, we have no cap room, but they're like signing guys. Like, yeah, they're just pushing all the money later. Like, yeah, skirting it with guaranteed money. Right. Um, and the cap is going up next year because it's tricky because the cap went down this year as a result of COVID allegedly a COVID casualty yeah to be clear Murph is saying allegedly COVID because he doesn't believe in it he doesn't believe COVID's real that's why he said allegedly so the Bears are also (laughs) Bears are also going for a general manager too Um, there's this list of a bunch of guys I've never heard of minus Elliot Wolf Um, wait here wait real quick before you get so they've They've apparently hired Bill Polian, but I think oh, he's, yeah. he's 79 years old. They've yeah. hired him to lead the like search for a GM and a head coach. Is that a thing? I've never heard of that. Uh, well, clearly it is a thing for the Bears. Uh, I don't I, know. I don't think I couldn't think of another example. I don't you, know, know. you know when it is a thing is when your president of football operations or whatever he is doesn't know football and admitted, admits admits to not knowing football. That's that, that really, that's so like yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Um, I just thought the, that the bears requested to interview Elliot Wolf was interesting. Um, Cause he was in the Packers front office um, when Ted Thompson, the Packers former GM stepped down um and they chose Brian Gutekunst to promote within um and then Elliot Wolf I don't know if they kicked him to the curb or if he left on his own will um but obviously he left when he wasn't chosen and he was hoping to cho- get 
be the next Packers GM. Uh, his dad was the Packers GM that in the nineties that kind of brought the team back to life, really starting with trading for Brett Favre um, in 92. Interesting. Um, so that'd be some, <laughs> so it would be interesting drama if Elliot Wolf was the new bears GM. And I do think it would be interesting if the, or the bears hired Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think they will, but um, the Packers offensive coordinator who he's, I think he's going to be Denver's interviewing him. Jacksonville's interviewing him. I think he'll be a head coach. I don't think he'll be on the Packers staff next year. And is he, do you like, uh, do you, would you think he'll be good? Is he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, so he doesn't call plays for the Packers. He called plays for Jacksonville in their like two year run or like one year run when they went to the AFC championship game. When, um, uh, on their defense. <laughs> offense. Yeah, I know, but they went to the play, like playoffs. Oh, oh, that, that team was just their defense. I'm well, sure. I'm just saying that's what he did. Um, I think he, yeah, I, I think he'd be a good coach. Um, he, he, I mean, I think he's a good coach. I don't know. Well, help me out here. What, what's an offensive coordinator do if they don't call plays? So what he does for the Packers specifically is he is – he focuses on, like, third down slash red zone. It's, like, kind of balances it between. But his, his main job is to prepare the offense for red zone and, like, prepare that part of the game plan each week. Um, and kind of present that to the team and work it in with offense during the week before each game. Um, and so he's also in Matt LaFleur's ear. Obviously, like, they're going back and forth, like, during the game. Um, yeah, see, this sounds a lot like Nagy was, where he wasn't – he was this, you know, thought to be a bright offensive mind, but he never really called plays for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think they'll hire – yeah, I, I know what you mean. I don't think they'll hire him. Um but I think he's a good coach. Yeah, it'll be that interesting. Was my point. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and I don't know if we said this. There, it sounds like they're interviewing Doug Peterson tomorrow. I didn't. Uh, but he's yeah, he's got a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's it's again just the way it's run. The other thing from the McCaskey interview too, I forgot was he like lectured the high school students who are chanting fire naggy. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? You're taking any time out of this where this is literally a press conference to say that you have failed. You have not done your job and you're going to sit here and yell at 16 year olds because you didn't fire your guy in time. You bum. Oh, he's such a bum. He's such a bum. He's a big old bum. He's a bum. And you're stuck with him forever and ever and ever. We literally are. That's crazy. No. Crazy when people get into power through ill ill advised ways. Ugh. Being born into it. It's a little like a the king's throne. It is. This but is it's, just it's, your guy. Auto you could, auto you, auto bid. He's a legacy bid. You can tell very clearly too when you like we've all met him when you're talking to somebody who like they've been told their whole life that everything they do is great and that like you know, they can do no wrong. And they're just, there's something missing there in terms of people skills. And he so clearly is missing those skills. And it's, it's very hard to be around. Yeah. Well, so here we are. Um, here we are. Anything else on the bears? 
head coach. It, no, it, it takes so much energy out of me to think about them and talk about it, and I don't like it. Yeah. But Something yeah. good, not much good. To... Yeah, let's – what are we doing next? Are we going to um, – I guess – uh, just before we kind of head towards the end, our ending segments. Um, so the Packers are on a bye week. Um, and I mentioned David Bakhtiari and Josh Myers, their left tackle and center, came back on Sunday against Detroit. Um, it was uh, big news on Monday, and it came uh, to life today. Um, Zedarius Smith. The Packers, uh, extremely talented uh, pass rusher, linebacker. Uh, he practiced today, um, and really? he practiced, and so he's got now a week and a half to practice before he's uh, in a game. So it, it seems like, I mean, sure, they're practicing without pads, and like there are videos of him. I mean. He looked pretty quick and normal, but obviously that's just in practice against like pads and stuff or dummy, whatever. Um, he was posting like cryptic tweets last week, just like emojis, like kind of like uh, <laughs> after like not like kind of being like a total afterthought. And I was like, hmm. And then he tweeted a video saying he's back. And then it was reported on Monday by Ian Rappaport that, yeah, it's it's real. And then Matt LaFleur confirmed it on Monday too. And here he is practicing today. Um which is awesome. Uh, Jair Alexander came off the COVID list and he's practicing. So this is his third week of practice. So he like all signs point to him playing in the divisional round as well. Um, and Billy Turner, who the right tackle, who, um, when did he get hurt? He got hurt like four weeks ago. Uh, he's going to practice this week. Um, and then Randall Cobb is practicing. Really? Um, Wait, I thought he was out for the year. No, he's back. He's back. Um, so he was some... on IR. Was he on IR? Yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah, they 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 activated him last week. He, I think he practiced last week. So, the, um, the, this is for like a bunch of players around the league, but it's the period where you have 22 days to activate them and they can practice, and then you have to officially add them back to the roster yeah. at some point. So, that's what like Derrick Henry's going through right now as well. Yeah, so now to some, uh, Packers will have Randall Cobb, Jerry Alexander, Billy Turner, David Bakhtiari, Darius Smith, and Josh Myers um, on the practice field for a week and a half before two games at home to get to the Super Bowl, um, which is huge, obviously, and kind of points to, again to how big having this home field advantage is because it makes a huge difference. I think you do like light practice this week and not have to rush to get back to a game and then kind of work their bodies in next week too, which is uh, really exciting. It'll be awesome to see Zedaria Smith back and Jair. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's big news. But uh, no game this weekend. Um, so, bad boy of the week slash playoff predictions? Whew. Um, bad boy of the week? Uh, you don't have to have one. I haven't even. I, I didn't really think we would. I mean, it's tough because literally all I – just talked about was was the bad boy the bad boy. i mean it's got to be it's just it's got to be george mccaskey he sucks um or it could be rico bosco <laughs> barstool employee got suspended for a month for just whipping a full uh like beer can at another employee <laughs> at work yikes. Yikes. <laughs> very funny um i guess i'll give one uh devin booker last night uh, what'd he do? 
he so the the Phoenix Suns were playing at the Toronto Raptors, and allegedly uh, Canada doesn't allow fans at the Raptors games. Is that true? Yeah, there. Well, so there's like a bunch of new rules coming out there. Where I'm, from what I understand, it sounds like teams might start not bringing like a lot of their good players to Canada because. It, they might not be allowed back in the states or something. It's yeah. There's some weird rules changing with COVID in Canada right now. Um. So so because there were no fans, the the Raptors mascot was hanging out like like while Devin Booker was shooting free throws, he was like jumping around behind the basket like a normal fan would, you know, behind the basket uh, to distract the free throw shooter. Devin Booker, after his first free throw, he just like stops and's like pointing at him and just like yelling at the mascot to get away. And it was just like I, I was watching like multiple videos of like the broadcast, and it was just like so awkward. Like that is that's just weird. Oh, and like they stopped, they stopped like the game. I mean, you should free those, but they delayed it and like told the mascot to get to the corner. Uh, <laughs> like, I just Jesus. get a grip. The the NBA wild egos on people. Yeah, like could you imagine doing that? Just and that's just to order another person who's just messing around to order them. To yeah, move. and the, it's funny because he's like the mascot was like not barely do anything. It was it was it was so like really, dude. Anyways, yeah. um, playoff predictions. So this weekend, wild card, um, wild card round. Uh, Saturday we got. It uh, starts off with the Las Vegas Raiders going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, and then New England going to Buffalo to play the Bills, which allegedly that game is – it's going to be like around zero degrees in Buffalo. Wow. Okay. Um, which I saw this stat about Josh Allen. Um, he's really bad when it's cold out. Well, because <laughs> like... they don't run the ball. They, he He's their only <laughs> guy who runs. Yeah, that's not how – and the Patriots have three good running backs. I, th- that favors them, I think. Do you know the line on that? I'm intrigued. You, I got. I'll pull it up. Guess it though. I would guess it's probably five and a half. Five. In Matt, Buffalo's favor. Mm, four and a half. Four and a half is my official guess. Four and a half four is and my half? official guess. Four. Buffalo by four. Okay. Uh, what do you think Bengals Raiders line is? Well, wait. Let's let's go through each one and just give a quick prediction. So I, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Patriots in a close game, low scoring close game. Okay. What about Raiders Bengals? Well, wait. What do you say for that game? Um, you said wait. You said Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I say Bills blow them out. Okay. All right. Um, what's the next Bengals Raiders? Yeah, that's the first game on Saturday. Bengals five and a half. Are you serious? Yeah, that doesn't shock me. The Bengals, Bengals are, playing, are hot. Yeah, but so are the Raiders. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the Bengals here, but I think it could be within the number. I'd say Bengals cover. All right. So we got Bengals covering, Bills covering, and then Sunday uh, we got three games starting at noon. With um, I have to say, I'm I think I might be. <laughs> The biggest Eagles fan in Chicago on Sunday. Uh, the Eagles travel to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Tampa by eight and a half. Yeah, I I think Tampa covers. Yeah, as much as I want, 
the Eagles to win. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Philadelphia covers. Whether that it, means it, they it, win or, or just cover, we'll see. Is Gar- Who's starting at court? Is Hurts, Hurts. healthy? Yeah, he Ooh. practices today. Okay. Uh, then 3.30, San Fran travels to Dallas to play Mike McCarthy oh, and the boys. I love this game. I love um, this game. That'll be interesting. Uh, Dallas is favored by three, which is an insane line. Yep. I I I would take Sam Fran straight up. I uh, I don't know. That's a toss up. Um, I just I don't I don't think Dallas gonna lose the first game, dude. Sam Fran's hot. This is not a team you want to play. They're they're they have so many weapons. They're they're playing well. Yeah, I mean I can see it the way. Um, I I think it's gonna be a push. I think Dallas wins by three. There. Um. And then Sunday night, we got Pittsburgh traveling to KC, which is by far the worst playoff game of the weekend. Sorry, Pat. Um, Hear me out on this one. There's been a bunch of games the Steelers have been in that they have no business being in. Is that crazy? Like, even games they've lost, they've been down, like, three scores in the fourth quarter, and they come back, and they're, like, in it in the last couple minutes. I, I, just, yeah. I, ben Roethlisberger is just, like, so f- not fun to watch. <laughs> oh, he's horrible. I mean, that, like, you look at different things, it's like, dang, these guys suck. But they found a way to get it to eke into the playoffs. What's the line here? Kansas City, 12 and a half. I, I would definitely take Pittsburgh plus 12 and a half. I think I would too. That's pretty big. It's a ton of points. Yeah. Also, I should say I am the worst gambler on the planet ever. I'm so bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not taking your advice here. Yeah. Also, this is not financial advice. Uh, no, it is. If you want to get rich, you'll roll with us. Roll with the roll with the pod, dude. You can't say that. <laughs> I just did. We're gonna get sued. Um. Yeah, I'd take Pittsburgh plus one and a half. Uh, and then Monday night, the four or five matchup, which if the, all the favorites win in the NFC, uh, the Packers will play the winner of Arizona and the Rams. So yeah, Arizona, what do, you, what do you think about this one? Um, well, the Rams won the division NFC West. So they're the home team here. Rams are favored by three and a half. <sighs> also, all these lines are pro DraftKings credit. Um, dude, I I think I'm gonna take Cardinals three and a half. Dude, I I, I am not a fan of Matt Stafford in the playoffs. <laughs> he, people yeah, like people I, seem to forget that he played for the Detroit Lions and was all these pick sixes he throws. I mean, he dude's an interception machine. I mean. That's that's gonna come back. I I just feel like it's gonna be a situation where Rams are down seven, five minutes left. Interception. I, I'll take Cardinals three and a half. I mean, I I like the Rams. I think um, I don't know. They just uh, dude. The Cardinals have been bad the last several weeks. Um, they're not as good. I, I just don't think they're a playoff team. I think Cliff King's very – He's back in the hot seat. I mean, dude, this – I don't know. It, I think J.J. Watt's coming back. Did I hear that? Yeah, it's J.J. Watt. Weird, but uh, yeah, I like the Rams here. I like – I think 
Odell's kind of been Odell again. Um, yeah, he's been good for them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think they win. Um, I hope they win. I've I got a few Odell cards this week. Um, wow. With the so expectation, you really, you really hope he catches the touchdown. Yeah, I'm Monday. I'm financially dependent on the Rams. Okay, well I can't really argue that. Um, so the interesting thing with that game being Monday night, um, and we'll get out of here so you can watch the Bulls. Yeah, thank um, you. Bulls Nets. Bulls Nets. That's at nine o'clock for no reason in Chicago. It's just like oh, it's the in Chicago Wednesday primetime game. Oh, it's on ESPN. ESPN. Or something. Oh, yeah, oh. but but so it's but TV first, rights. First time this year the Bulls are playing Kyrie, Durant, and Harden, and the Bulls have beat the Nets twice already. No, oh, huge game. Huge. Where, where are you there? I don't like going to games, dude. Sure. Um, I, I really don't. I, I love the couch. Love the couch. <laughs> so the interesting thing about uh, Arizona and the Rams playing on Monday is, like I said before, if all favorites in the NFC win this weekend, the Packers will play the winner of that game. And um, I was really hoping for the Packers divisional round game to be on Saturday instead of Sunday. But I'd be shocked if they made the team that wins Monday night play on a Saturday. So they're probably going to play on Sunday, which is unfortunate. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it gives another day for the Packers, I guess. But um, definitely rooting for Philly to win. AFC playoffs, just don't care. I'm just talking AFC for um, Packers purposes. Uh, Really want Philly to win. I just – I Tampa's really – I'm not jinxing myself here by saying this, but Tampa is just the team that scares me just because they beat the Packers last year and it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um, so it's kind of like anything could happen with him, even yep. if their team's not good. Yep. Um, so I'm really rooting for Philadelphia, San Fran, Dallas. I, I kind of want Dallas. I, I just, I'd love for Dallas Packers NFC championship game. That storyline would be, pricey, I, I, I um, just, I think, I think, uh, the United States of America deserves to see Mike McCarthy make a return to Lambeau Field. That um, Mike McCarthy freezing his face off at Lambeau be, would be amazing. Right? Like, yeah, that's kind of why I'm – th- and not that – that's not why I picked Dallas. I think they will win. But I'm really rooting for Dallas to win that game. And then they would go to – let's say favorites. They would go to – They'd go to Tampa Bay. That would be an interesting game. Dallas-Tampa Divisional. Dude, these Divisional Round games could be – Divisional Round's the best. That's – a well, I guess it makes sense. It's, it's the best round. But I, like, I feel like Divisional Round matchups every year are just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Dallas, like favorites. Dallas-Tampa and then Rams-Packers. That, talk about juice, man. That is juicy. That's that is appointment television. So we'll see. I'll start Saturday. We will. Uh, anything else to say? No. No. Yeah, you want to get out of here? I gotta All get right. out of here, dude. Yeah. Well, the, the pregame stuff. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, I feel like next time we record, the uh, Bears are gonna have a GM slash head coach, and we will know who the Packers are playing. Yes. In the division round. So invest, thanks for listening. Invest in Odell Beckham. Thanks right. for listening, everyone. Bye, Odell. Invest in Odell. Bye, Odell cards. All right. Peace.